the Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Hi, I'm Trevor Reese. And I'm Chris Vimbrez. And we host the podcast of Two Worlds All About the Flash. You want TV Flash? Got, Got it. it. Comic Book Flash? Got it. Fan Erotica Flash? Got it under my mattress. I got it under my mattress, too. We got everything you need for the speedster of Central City, The Flash. And we got new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and any of the places you can find podcasts. We are proudly a part of the Nerdist School Network. Speedweed. Cordelia, are you there? Pick up. Hey, Angel. How's my head? Hope you put some ice on it. Sweet deal you've got going on here, pal. Love the hotel. And Cordelia? Whoa. That's how I spell W-O-M-A-N. Where is she? You don't have to worry about anything except eating some nice soft foods and staying out of Ryan's way. Ryan? Yeah, I definitely chose that just because my name is in it. (laughs) As soon as I heard my name, I was like, uh, duh. Mm -hmm. I don't care what other, like, duologues there are. (laughs) This is what matters. And then Ryan was that guy who I think he was on like a reality show. He looked so, so familiar. familiar. But then I didn't look it up. Me neither. Eh. Eh. Oh, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> do research. <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Tall, Dark, and Broody. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. And I'm the other of your co-hosts, Ryan Mogi. And today we're talking about Angel Season 3, Episodes 3 and 4, That Old Gang of Mine and Carpe Noctum. I feel like it's been a long time coming since they've, like, that, wait, it's been a long time coming that they've? I don't know where your sentence is going. Well, I just feel like it's crazy that they're just now getting to the, like, play on words, Carpe Noctum for this show. Oh. I think a long time coming for them to do yeah, it. Yeah. You're right. And yeah. also, that's just not the best, like, setup for that. I think you really could have said it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's crazy that it took this long. You know, yeah, you could, like, I could end the end, sentence. I could peter it off because we're we're talking, so it's colloquial. You don't have to like do perfect written grammar. This is a podcast. People <laughs> tune in so they can feel like they're in like a just like a easy breezy combo between two gals. Yeah, chilling out. No, if you listen to this podcast, you pretty much know what it's like to hang out with Kelly and I. Mm-hmm. Except probably there's fifty percent more personality test conversations. We talk about personality <laughs> tests. Uh, especially now I, I mean, know for the past 48 hours we've had that conversation a bunch of times uh, yeah but it's cool hey take the Myers-Briggs test guys <laughs> figure out what personality type you are oh do you guys think that you know what personality type <laughs> me and Ryan are <laughs> tweet at us yeah tweet at us tell us what you think it is and then we'll just um, uh, if it's me I'll correct you yeah and if it's me uh, you'll probably send them a link to the test so they can take it themselves yeah. <laughs> or like I'll send them the link and be like, take it as me. <laughs> and then you'll find out for yourself. <laughs> you learn best from your own experiences. See, um, that's interesting because I think you can learn best just by observing. No way. <laughs> no way. You have to make your own mistakes because the burn is that much stronger. You don't forget the feeling of a burn. Yeah, but you can also just avoid more burns in life. Mm. See, mm. guys, I'm, we're just giving you fodder for, <laughs> for writing, taking, figuring out our personalities. Um, uh, so the first 10 minutes are the pre-credits era time of that old gang of mine should have been my happiest moments mm. because everyone's mean to Merle. Yeah. And then he gets murdered. Yeah. But they did an OK job making me feel kind of bad for him. 
right before yeah. he got murdered. Yeah. I mean, just because, like, all he really wants is for Angel to just, like, actually feel bad yep. for how he treated him. Or anyone to like him. Nobody likes Nobody him. Nobody likes him. Not even Cordelia, who, like, wrote that nice apology. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really like him. Gunn is mean to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like that he, like, points out that Angel's reading from a script. Yeah. And he, Angel's defensive about it. Like, he's like, oh, I just have some notes. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did like. That was cute. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we see that Merle is instantly, like, he is eviscerated. Yeah. He's, like, exploded. It's crazy. I do think it's a little bait and switch, that scene. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't see, we eventually figure out, we eventually know that it's a marauding group of humans who do mm-hmm. it. But that, the way they shoot the blood, the way his blood is everywhere, does not give you the impression that it makes you think it's a demon. Well, because it's such a monstrous way to kill someone. Yes. And I think that's kind of what we're, I don't know, I felt like this whole episode was like an allegory for war and like also kind of racism. Racism, maybe homophobia a little bit. Yeah. When I said a little bit, I don't mean a little bit. I think a lot of homophobia. Like uh, excessively, <laughs> uh, aggressively yeah. homophobia. I feel like, yeah. Anything where it's like people who are different are judging an entire group of people and hating an entire group of people. Because mm-hmm. anytime you're doing that, you're hating good people. Mm-hmm. And also like, I don't know, I was getting that war vibe a lot because like there was the whole like, yes, we do kill demons. But like there is something sacred about Caritas and about like yeah. killing demons when they're not killing. Um, sure. I like, mean, I think, but on the flip side, those people, Gunn Gun never told his crew about Caritas. So those people, all they knew is it's a place where demons hang out. Yeah. And you know the best time to kill a demon? Uh, sneak up on it. Yeah. <laughs> when he's not killing yeah. people. Like, because the worst time to kill him is when he's angry. Yeah. I think it, like, and that's kind of like where the, um, the moral comes in where it's like some of those demons aren't really that bad. Like that one, yeah. I love that bait and switch of like the weird breathing and the slurping sound. Yeah. And it's just this demon drinking a slurpee. Yeah. And we know like Merle is harmless. Yes. He's annoying and gross, but he's harmless. And right. so probably is that square oh, shaped demon. <laughs> so it was like really, uh, it was sad to see yes. him get like jumped and killed. And it did. Mm-hmm. It was a very like, um, like gay bashing like, yes. vibe to that. Totally. Ugh. That poor big gulp demon. I know. He just wanted to drink his Slurpee. He did. He just wanted to do that and walk through the sewers. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that guy's name? Geo? Geo. Geo. Okay. The and, bad guy. Yeah. The bad human. Yeah. And he also derives some kind of pleasure out of killing oh, these totally. demons. Because, like, the way that, well, like, it's hinted at for sure. Or mm-hmm. It's demonstrated by the way that Merle is killed. And then just... Like, just the way he talks about killing them yeah. and, like, it, and it's also, I loved the switch to where, um, uh, what's his name? Where Gunn realizes that it's the whole team. Yeah. That's doing it. Even his friend. Yeah. That his friend was there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It is. It's tough. But also Gunn wants so much ownership of this group that he's not a part of anymore. I know. He keeps feeling like, well, because it is, like, ultimately where he's from and it will always yeah. be where he's from. But that's what it is. It's where he's from. Right. He hasn't been there. And they've said that to him. Like, you haven't been around, like, ever. Yeah. You can't abandon a group of people and then be mad about the choices they make. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to make their own choices. Yeah. And you can look at it and be, like, through the lens of, like, what you may have become had you right. stayed or whatever. But you can't be, like, you can't feel betrayed. Right. You can feel, does. like, generally upset or disgusted. Mm-hmm. 
But the way he's like, yeah, where he's like, how could you do this? Like almost dot, dot, dot to me. Yeah. But really, it ain't about you, bro. It isn't. And you know how many times they said he lost, he's lost the mission, bro? So many times. Like too many times. Yeah. The lost the mission was too much. It was so like over the, like, especially when I just wanted five more minutes of Lorne talking to Geo. Loved like, that. I could have just done that. Just like make Geo cry. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Let's stop talking about the mission, bro. Yeah. And I think also like the fact that we have this empathy demon who's like basically telling him, look, like, like seeing into him. Yes. And like being almost like a mirror and reflecting mm. this part of Geo. Like that is where like the homophobia thing comes in so strong. Yes. Because it's such a, like, oh, I hate this part about me that I'm scared of. So I'm going to, like, beat the shit out of yes you. Well, and it's such that thing of, like, because they're not whole, totally wrong. The uh, the demon killers. Yeah. Because they're, yeah. like, there is that beer, that baby eater demon. Yeah. And I loved the mirroring there where he was, like, trying to goad the dude. Yeah. That one dude. And then Geo was trying to goad Gun mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah, he eats babies. He eats babies. So I think that's where it kind of gets a little muddy. The like, yeah, it doesn't work as a perfect metaphor. Mm-mm. But <clears throat> I think it does better with the war situation because that's where the war part comes in. I feel like every like the metaphor is kind of going. They're shifting all over the place. Yeah. Um, but it's. I think that scene is genuinely upsetting when we see Caritas disturbed. It's really sad seeing those demons that are just sitting there watching, mm-hmm. like just get gunned down. I think also just like. Modern America makes those scenes really upsetting to me. Mm. Like shootings in public places. Yes. I hate that. It's very scary. Yeah. In a way that like if it was if I felt like it was a place of fantasy, maybe it would be less upsetting. Well, but everywhere yeah. you go, someone could come in with a gun and kill you. Well, yeah, if this was like in a tavern and someone comes in with like a wizard's staff yes. and just starts like ice blasting everybody, <laughs> like we would just be like like oh, okay. Yeah, or like oh no, but like yeah. Yeah. It's like a separate oh no, rather than yeah. a, this could happen like at a Starbucks oh no. Yep. Yeah. I bet it has happened at a Starbucks. I'm sure it has. So we have like Gun usually thinks in absolutes with mm-hmm. regard to demons. And I think his interaction with his old crew reminds yeah. him of his like what he perceives as his own hypocrisy when he thinks about Angel. Yes. And almost that it's like a betrayal, like something that he should mm-hmm. be ashamed of. Um, and I liked that at the end there wasn't this like, turns out I do love you, man. Yeah. Sort of thing. But instead it was like, maybe in the future, but right now I can't change how I feel. Right. But it shows that he's willing to learn. Yes. Which is important. I don't know. I don't know that Gunn ever needs to be friends with Angel. No. I think he can feel loyalty to him without being friends with him. Yeah. And he can trust his instincts like Mm -hmm. that he's going to do, be a good person, be, do the right thing. But Mm -hmm. like. I don't think they have to be friends. They don't. Especially because since Angel's been his boss, Angel's abandoned him already. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know why Cordelia is still by his side. And I think I know why Wesley is. But, like, I think he's not we- earned yeah. it with Gun. He hasn't. He does not have the history that Cordelia has. Um, and Wesley has, like, the prophecy. Re- Wesley believes mm-hmm. in the books. So, like, mm-hmm. he has reason to believe in Angel. But, like, Gun... <sighs> and that's the thing, too. Yeah. Wesley not only believes in Angel and the prophecy, but also believes in his place within the fight against good mm-hmm. and evil and thinks that it is tied to being with Angel. Yeah. Whereas Gunn has always been fighting this fight. Yep. Even before the crew. Mm-hmm. So. Um, let's talk about Gunn's room. Sure. It's maybe the saddest room in the world. It's pretty, it's a bummer. 
It's like harsh in my bus. And he's got a couple posters just like taped up to the wall. Mm. One is of a car. <laughs> like a little boy. His posters. Yeah. He has just oh, like by his bed, he has like his Timberlands, which makes you feel like he's probably sleeping in his jeans. Yeah. Like he sat down on the edge of yeah. bed, took his shoes off and just lay down. Lay down. He igno- He gets a page. Which, yeah. What's that about? Yeah. Yeah. His room is very sad. Mm-hmm. It made me before anything else happened. I was just like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a bummer. Well, and it kind of just shows like the transientness of like where he is right now. Yes. Because he isn't he isn't super part of the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, well, he disappears on the team all the time. All or the he's time. been since since he's since he's been on the team. Sometimes he just is missing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, even though Wesley says you can't do that anymore. So we'll see. Long hair, Wesley. It's too long floppy. Hair, long hair, Wesley. Don't play around. He's, no. Well, he's the boss. He's the boss boy now. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do we think about me taking all the beer bottles in my apartment and putting candles in them and then like leaving them on my coffee table? Yay. Nay. Uh, I'm going to say nay. Okay. But what if I turn off all the lights in my apartment and okay. only mm. lit by those candles in beer <laughs> bottles with labels on them? I know. The labels are still on. They're probably not even rinsed out. Oh, you know what? They probably aren't. Because I don't think it's an art piece. It's not. I think it's, it's like, utility. oh, we, it's like, we don't have candle holders. Let's stuff them in a mm. rolling rock. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I remember that from college, like people doing that with wine bottles, but you took the late. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, maybe some people didn't, but like you, they didn't look like you just stuffed candle in. It didn't look like you were using garbage. <laughs> like, it, <laughs> right. it looks like a garbage uh-huh. candle holder. It's not like, because um, you can fake the cost plus look. Yes. This was no attempt at faking no, a cost no, no, plus no. look. This is like, well, we need some can- something to hold these candles. Here's some trash. Let's like put <laughs> the candles in trash and put it on our coffee table. I mean, I'm kind of impressed that they bought candles. Yeah. Where did those come from? I mean, maybe they sold them from a demon's house. There you go. I mean, God, yeah. A demon's going to have candles. Yeah. I mean, they're a demon. They probably keep them in a candle holder. Mm-hmm. And they probably have a, like a snufter. Oh, or yeah. What is that the- called? I think it's snufter. I think it is. Snuffer. Okay. Snuffer. But yeah, the little hat. Have you ever done the thing where you just put your finger in front of it and then you blow and then it'll blow out the candle like perfectly without smoke? What? Okay. So like if you have a candle. Yeah. And you, there's the flame, right? And say the Mm -hmm. flame is two inches high, an inch high. You put your finger like between you and the flame Mm -hmm. in the middle between the wick and the top of the flame and then blow and it will blow it out with very little smoke. That's great. It's a weird, I don't. I think it's because you're not really giving them, giving it, you're doing direct to the wick. Yeah. But you're not really doing direct to the top part. Yeah. I mean, if you have a snufter, just use the snufter. Just use that. <laughs> <laughs> but if not, I used to love blowing out candles. Like, we didn't use candles all the time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was like a special occasion or like when we had people over. Mm-hmm. I loved blowing out the candles. I also like blowing out candles. My mom does this thing that like drives me crazy, mm-hmm. which is she... She's a hoarder, so she doesn't yes. like to use things. She's like, oh. let's save it. So she just anytime you get her a candle, she just yeah. won't oh, no. burn it. And it's like it's a big fight to get her to start burning a candle. And she does this thing where she'll like do it when we're around, but we yeah. know that she's not doing it. That's funny. When we're not around. Or things like um, bars of soap or yeah. anything. Like she'll be like, oh, no, but like I, what if it runs out? And we're like, buy another one? That is what soap is for. That's what it's for. It's for using. Yeah. Yeah, she does it with a lot of stuff. And she's like, oh, I don't want to use it up. I want to save it. For... God knows what. <laughs> Who <laughs> For knows? the apocalypse. Yeah. Seriously. I was like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, we had like a drawer full of, like, we always had more 
My mom was not like a smelly candle person, mm-hmm. but we always had like, what, what do you call those? Tapered candles. Oh, we yeah. Had, like a drawer full of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know where, probably my grandmother gave them to us or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would burn those. Again, not on like a normal family dinner, but when we'd eat at the nice dining room table. Because we ate at the kitchen table when it was just the four of us. Yeah. But if we had people over, we'd get to go to the dining room table. Um, do you think that it's still a thing for people? So like, you know, the like, old, I think it's kind of old fashioned. Maybe I, again, I don't really socialize with a lot of people. So I feel like I don't know what like the normal thing is. Uh-huh. But you know how in like TV shows and movies, <laughs> uh-huh. when someone's doing like a, ro- they make a romantic dinner for somebody yeah. and they have those long tapered candles yes. and they light them. There's like two of them in the middle. Yeah. Do people still do that. Here's the thing. I don't have a kitchen table, so yeah. I probably wouldn't because you, as you know, I'm a huge klutz, mm. and I don't have a kitchen table. Your entire so. house would catch on <laughs> would fire. Would burn on fire. But yeah, I think yeah, I think people do light a candle. Like, I don't think people light taper- like candlelit dinner. Like that's still a thing people do. I mean, here's the I thing. Sounds so stupid. <laughs> I think TV. It's more of a thing, but I think that yeah, if you're making a romantic dinner for someone, yeah, you could light some candles. Yeah, you can light some candles. And ma- here's the thing that TV always has is the perfect tapered candle, and everyone has candle holders. But how many? Pe- you're right. Of our peers. I don't yeah. know how many people who aren't married and have like registered for them have beautiful brass candle holders. This is what I'm wondering. Like, yeah, do you I have, think like, it's more like you would take candelabra. <laughs> I think maybe, but like, I could see because you have like, or people have like those Yankee candle candles. Okay, so someone has some <laughs> fucking candles in a jar in the middle of the table. No, I didn't mean the jar ones. I meant like the fat tall yeah. ones, the so, pillars. I the have pillars. some pillar candles, so, like pillars that don't smell. Yeah, because that's the thing is you don't want it to smell over your dinner. So like a non-smelly candle, I could see doing that. I do think I don't know if you've ever tried to do anything by pure candlelight. (laughs) It ain't working. But what you could have is like lights on in the kitchen, Mm -hmm. far away lights, far away lights, no overhead, no overhead, and then a couple candles. I think that's I think people do that. I mean, do you do that for your bath? People in TV they do it for baths all the time. Um, I don't take baths because um they're always too hot for me. Mm. And um. It like makes me feel you know, strange. You're in control of temperature of water. I feel like claustrophobed. Okay, like, and then and then by the time it's like comfortable, it's like just in a pool. And so I'm like, <laughs> why am I in here? Fair. <laughs> um, I like baths. Yeah, but I've never. I mean, again, I'm klutz, so be dangerous. But like, I don't know if people really in in if in IRL people take candlelight baths. Candlelight baths. You see it in, t- in books and so in many times. Movies and the TV. lights are so low. They, they turn the lights super low and they they got their volume spa candle. They're yeah. like lighting that thing. <laughs> I up. mean, I've done turn a light on like two lights away, like yeah. not the bathroom <laughs> yeah. light, not the hall light, but like far away, yeah. and like cracked open the door so it's like when I have a headache or something. Yeah, so it's very dim in the bathroom. But I've never lit candles and like mm. made a bubble bath and grabbed a book. Yeah, I mean, I two mean, out of three. well, good God, if you're reading your book by, <laughs> by candlelight, candlelight all right you can't um, see you can't who see is doing that is anybody reading a book by candlelight if you days? are at home out there please tell us <laughs> my god we gotta know yeah. um yeah i don't know what people do by candlelight i think you're right that is like a thing it's also the way maybe we've talked about this but someone said it to me and now i notice it in every movie how big a deal it is when people say I love you for the first time on television. Mm. Like, it's always a huge yeah. thing. Mm. Whereas, I don't know that it's a <laughs> huge a thing, IRL. Because I feel like people say it when they feel it. Yeah. And it's not like... It's like... I'm trying to think back to, like, the first time that Micah said that to me. Yeah. Well, it was on your first date. 
Uh-huh. And you're like, like, I got this on lock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as soon as they put the appetizer on the table, he was like, I love you. <laughs> and you thought he was talking to the onion ring. Yeah. And, and then so I was like, oh, me too. And then we had this weird miscommunication for like months. <laughs> and he kept being like, I love you. And be like, do you want onion rings? Okay. <laughs> uh, um, I, I was pleased, but I don't sure. think I was like... The world didn't stop turning. Yeah, people go in TV. It's enough for an entire episode's worth of conflict. Yes. And like, I think most, I'm going to say most people. No, that's uh. not true. I've definitely had people say that they love me when it was like no reason for them to say that. Okay, like, wait. This was like in college. Okay, like, but stupid. there was a reason, right? Because they had feelings. Um. Oh, they had feelings, but I don't think I did anything to further. Like, you weren't in a relationship with them. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like yeah, I've had like, like, yeah. So usually I think as adults, when you're like adults, adults, and I think mm-hmm. people that like we would normally interact with yes. would be keen enough to know like when the other person's feeling it uh-huh. before they're just like, mm, I love you. Right. Like just keep that hidden in yourself. Yes. It's until... sort of, it's like the proposal thing. Yes. On TV and movies, people propose to people that they don't know what they're going to say all the time. That's in crazy. real life, that happens so rarely because it happens so rarely that if it did happen, it's you, a red flag. It's a red flag, Get and the whole city finds out. Yes, like yes, we all know mm-hmm. because it was so rare. Um, though, as I was saying that, I think we there are people though. There are people that will do that. That will do that because I had a person. Okay, in college, mm-hmm. this was so weird. It was just like this guy that I would sometimes like G chat or not sure. G chat, whatever the thing was in college. Aim. Yeah. And, like, we would sometimes be, like, chatting on there. Yeah. We chat. met. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Kazaa. <laughs> um, uh, Sorry. Uh, and we met, we met in person mm-hmm. probably twice. Oh, wow. And then he was, like, I'm coming. To, he lived in L.A. And okay. I lived in San Diego. All right. This is when I was at SDSU. And he was, like, I'm coming to get you. And I was, like, what? And he was, like, I love you. I need to be with you. Like, we are in love. And I was like, mm. And I think I was just like, I don't know what to say, except I'm sorry I don't feel the same way. Yeah. Like, I don't – actually, I think the first thing I said was like, how could you – how? Because, like, we don't have that kind of relationship. Like, I think I was yeah, – yeah, I think I must have been like, no, you don't. That's what I said. I was like, no, you don't. And he was like, oh, you know what? I was kind of mean. I said, like <laughs> – Okay, so this was an episode of the OC. Because I was like, I believe that you think that, but like, I don't think you actually love me. That was really kind of sad. Look, I was a different person in college. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, that's kind of true. It's true. Because it's like you, or I might have said something like that might be love for you, but it isn't for me. Or something like that. Like where it was like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I just really don't feel the same way. And then we haven't talked since then. I mean, but good. Right? Like, oh, then he started dating my cousin. Totally forgot about that part. Totally. Like, randomly, or did you know him already through your cousin? Like, did he know your cousin? Yeah, me and my cousin met him at the same time. Oh, okay. Or, so it's not, it's still, it's weird that he said, I love you first and then dated your cousin, but it's not like he found your cousin after. No, he didn't try to find the next best thing. (laughs) Because, quite honestly, that's a big step down. She's not nice. She's very mean. She bullied me for a very long time. All right. Fuck you, Kelly's cousin. <laughs> um, um, Fred kind of shows why she's awesome in this episode. Yeah. She steps up. Mm-hmm. Um, she pulls a double cross. Loved it. Um, she also leaves the hotel. 
mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. And it results in violence. <laughs> it does. Uh, and it's all Cordelia's fault. Yep. Um, it was weird. And I guess they're just supposed to be crazed with war craziness. <laughs> it was weird how much the, uh, what is that group called? Just like guns, old Guns, friends. old crew. It was the old crew is so willing to put human lives in danger and threaten humans. Mm-hmm. Like there's no hesitation. Or to pull a gun on gun. Yeah. I was like, how did you get here? Especially the main guy. I was like, yeah, this is your friend and you're pulling a gun on him with no hesitation. Like, how do you not? This is weird because you want to kill demons. So you're going to threaten a bunch of humans. I think that's where the um, like homosexuality yeah. thing comes in where it's like. Oh, like seeing being um, homophobic and thinking that people that like thinking a that gay people are bad yeah. and that people that uh, ally themselves with right. gay people are also bad. Sure. I, I guess, guess. That, I don't feel like that was articulated in the episode very well. Not Cause really. It seemed like it just made them seem evil and crazy. They seemed super evil, which I mean, they were bad. They were doing horrible things, but like. Yeah, it just felt like a jump that the story made that, like, the characters, I didn't see how we got to there. Yeah, I think the, well, they had resented Gunn for a long time, and that was a long time coming. Well, I get why Geo pulled a gun on him. Oh, Geo's hated him forever. Yeah, I get why the rest of the crew did, but his friend? Yeah. And without hesitation and without even, like, it's not like he saw his friends pull a gun on him and didn't stop them. Yeah. He actively he was doing it. threatened him with a gun and wouldn't let the human hostages go. Who does that? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, like when you grow up your whole life with someone and because you've never been part of a certain like thing that they hate. Yeah. In front of them, like they seem fine and like Uh they're your friend. And then let's say you move away from that city and you go and then you find your people and Mm -hmm. then you then you start seeing how hateful that person is. Right. You're talking about people who really hate improv. Mm-hmm. The, and these stand your really old stand up friends hate improv <laughs> and it's like then you see that hateful yes. side of them maybe but it, it was like I don't know I feel like a lot of that storytelling was supposed to happen with like the stuff we were supposed to be reading into Gunn's own internal struggle yes but it wasn't super clear because I didn't I wasn't like oh yeah they're gonna try and shoot Gun. like I was like what the fuck they're evil yeah and even if they had been like I mean, it does get to the point where they try to get Gunn to kill Angel. Da, 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 da. So it all plays out. Mm. It just didn't feel. It felt like they jumped. And Gio, like I said, Gio, he was not always cruising for murder. Mm-hmm. Like he would have shot Gunn the first time he saw Gunn. Mm. But like, is it Rondell? What was that guy's name? I think it's Rondell. When Rondell's doing it, like that guy, I don't feel like they did a good job unless he was lying to Gunn the whole time. Yeah. But they didn't see that either. He just goes from being like, it's different than it was, man. You yeah. can come back if you want to, oh, no, I'm going to murder you in this demon club. This demon club that I've known for a while you go to. Because also, like, nothing – I think he was, like, harboring this hope that, like, Gunn just needed to see – like, just needed to hear reason, like, quote, reason. Yeah. And then be like, oh, I see what I've been doing is, like, siding with this vampire that's not awesome. Right. But then when he, I guess he realized that Gunn would have chosen Angel, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, you have officially, like, you're unsavable. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it was a very effective. 
that all of the scenes in Caritas were very effective in this episode. Yeah. Oh, really my God. Sad. When Gio's singing a song. That was nightmarish. And then he shoots the speaker and, like, it was just, like, he was making a mockery of, mm-hmm. like, what Lauren does. Yep. And I guess, like, what these demons do. It was, I hated him there. Yeah. How come he sings in front of him? Do you think because he kind of wants to know? You know what I, it reminds me of? What's that? Uh, like homophobic dudes that go cruising and then beat up dudes that blow them off. I think that's totally possible. I mean, he took, he was hanging out, holding a bunch of people hostage, and he took the time to get on stage and perform. What a douche. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, also, he let Lauren talk for so long. Yeah. Like, yeah. He takes a long time to tell Lauren to not, to shut up. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're right. Maybe he was trying to be seen a little bit mm-hmm. but fuck that guy fuck that guy um i love the scene where we have so like <sighs> there's the shooting and everybody's held hostage and then wesley's like oh my god god these are your old friends can you believe it <laughs> or whatever he said <laughs> can you and, believe this and then gun and wesley just look at each other yeah and wesley's like oh man you fucker you knew about this yeah. so good like i feel like they're their bond and their acting is really good. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have to talk about those three chicks? Mmm, <laughs> Angel. Okay, one, they're calling him Angel. So mm-hmm. did they sleep with him when he was a rat-eating homeless person? Must be. Oh, Or just like during his private time that we don't see him on screen. <laughs> Wait, you think he's having foursome? No, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe they just think he's really hot and they want him to pay off the debt, which is to sleep with them. But they say something about, like, so you think they've been trying to get it for a long time. Mm. They've been trying to get that They're thirsty D. for that angel D. They want the angel D. Okay. But now they're going to get it? Maybe Cordelia's just like, I promise he will. <laughs> Cordelia he is, does Okay, it. here's the thing, though. And I'm not saying we have to move on, on to the next episode, but he starts the next episode in a great mood. He's in a great mood. He's so happy. Maybe he slept with those three I women. I think he slept Those with three them. ghost ladies. Yeah, where the, there were, like, ghosts slash harpies slash furies type yes. ladies. But like with very, but not unhappy. They were happy. They were happy. Happy they were furies wearing these like beautiful negligees. Uh huh. Floating. They're floating. Um. I. I. The one thing I did like was the dissonance in their voices. Uh huh. Which was like unpleasant. So yes. it was like orally unpleasant. Mm-hmm. But the words they were saying were pleasant, and yes. they looked pretty. Yes. But they were gross. Oh, they were totally gross. But it was, it was a. Nice way to put Cordelia in an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. to have to do it. And it, it played well against the darkness in Caritas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Angel saves the day. <laughs> he, like, walks in right as the music. The music starts uh-huh. swelling. Ooh. Oh, you're going to get me now? <laughs> oh, Angel. Oh, Angel. And uh, he just does a lot of punching. He just punches all punch, those punch, guys. Punch, punch, punch. Punch, punch, punch. Oh, but the poor oh god demon. The one who all episode who's trapped in the, the hostage who goes, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, the whole time. Mm. Then he becomes that, like, big insect creature. Yeah. And is immediately murdered. Mm-hmm. It was very sad. <laughs> yeah. Because I was excited about him becoming a big I- insect person. Yeah. I was like, damn, kill them. And yeah. I was like, no. Too bad. You dead. Burn too bright. Who would want to go back to Caritas now? I know. There's, like, so much horror to remember there. Well, maybe they'll just be like, okay, we're going to. Maybe no violence is allowed. Yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like that's something they do. I think it? it is. Where they're just like, no violence, not yeah, even human. Yeah, humans are bad, too. Mm-hmm. 
Don't forget, humans suck. All right, should we start talking about Carpe Noctum? Uh, right before that, I just need to mention Angel's uh, patent leather pants. Oh, they're they're interesting. They're shiny. They're very they're shiny. They're so shiny. He keeps wearing leather pants into the next episode. The, it is a constant leather pant. And I They must have had to do, like, sound I was just thinking that. he's probably like... Well, yeah. I think they definitely just dropped all the sound when they weren't talking <laughs> and like just did complete foley for everything because yeah. it was like the the pant situation is like that's going to be like <laughs> like anytime he moves <laughs> but yes now we can go to carpet okay so it opens with the gang hanging out mm-hmm. and angel pretty much asked fred on a date yeah i mean i guess we're supposed to think he's so naive that he doesn't know it's a date well okay Here's the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he just sees the whole group as the gang. And I yeah. think he would have gone to the movies with any one of the of the gang. Yeah. He's just so stupid when it comes to Fred that he doesn't see that she, like, is mooning over him. But that's pretty naive of him. It's so naive. Because she isn't no way, like, coy. Mm, she's not hiding any of it. Uh-uh. She was probably looking at him, looking at him with, like, puppy dog eyes the whole yeah. time. Like, I don't know that we've even seen Fred without puppy dog eyes on mm-hmm. in his presence. Yeah. Maybe he just thinks that's what her eyes are. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's doing puppy dog eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe he's just like, that's just the way she looks. <laughs> like, that's like her face. But That's like her face, I guess. But she's like, honestly, she's like head over heels, mooning over him. Yes. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, And he... So they go on to a double feature. Mm-hmm. And Cordelia, I don't know why she's not down to go. Yeah, I don't know why she doesn't want to go. She's just like, nah, I don't want to spend time with you. Yeah, she, maybe she's just feeling lazy. Because she's reading a magazine. Or is she? She looks like she's looking at the ad section of the side yeah, of the paper. Yeah, so she's, maybe she's finding another job. Oh, my God. She's, she's like, like, I'm the over this. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is not interested in going. No one wants to go with him except for Fred. Yes, who would go to anything with him. Yeah. Maybe it's the movies themselves. Because it is a Charlton Heston double feature. I don't know that I'd want to go to a Charlton Heston I double wouldn't want to. It's like tiring. He's so much. He's in, yeah. in none of his movies when they're over, you're like, oh gosh, I wish there was 20 more minutes of that. It's like chewing the scenery. It's exhausting. For like two and a half hours. Yep. And then another one. <laughs> and then again. And honestly, Soylent Green, I don't know if I've seen it. I was going to have an opinion um, on it, but I don't know that I do. I've seen it, and I fell asleep during, like, the last... Oh, Soylent Green is people. Yeah, I did know that part. <laughs> well, because I fell asleep, and I woke up to him being like, it's people! Which I think is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> did you see Snowpier- Snowpiercer? No, mm-hmm. I heard it's good. Uh, it is. <laughs> it is. No, it's definitely good. Uh, What's the hesitation? No. It's the connection that I wanted to make. It's hard to make if you haven't seen the movie. Snowpiercer? Uh-huh. Well, I know the twist in it. Yeah. Just because I've heard it's the cultural, like, osmosis thing. Yeah. Everybody's talking about um, every, Everybody's talking about Everybody's it. talking about Snowpiercer. <laughs> well, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, it's... Uh, but that's, like, an enjoyable movie. Or not enjoyable. Like, enter- entertaining. That's the thing with, like, these old movies. Like, Charlton Heston movies. It's that they are so, like, the pacing is different. And yeah. there's just a lot of, like, 
a man internalizing his like despair with humanity, but then like acting yeah. it. Yes, I think here's part of it too. It's like it's cultural to or it's cultural and time. Like, who knows? In a future generation, people might not like Vin Diesel movies. I. Can you imagine? I cannot imagine a world. But I which, think that could I think happen. That's true. And they'll look back like in 60 years, people will be like, why Why are there all these Vin Diesel movies? They're so long. A bunch of stuff explodes. Who cares? Yeah, it's so boring. It's just so stuff boring. exploding. Yeah. Whereas, so like, I think it is like as you, so like my grandmother loved Charlton Heston movies. Yeah. And I don't think less of her. I just think it's like of your time. Yeah. Like, whereas for me, he is not charismatic. No. Like, I don't want to watch him. He's not charismatic to me either. Like, if he came in and got shot in the head in the first scene, boom, love the movie. <laughs> I think we figured out that you hate Charlton Heston. <laughs> I don't like him. I don't like him don't personal. Don't like him. I don't like him personally, and I don't enjoy his movies. And you you don't like spending time with him. I, I refuse. <laughs> After that last time? No, thank you, Mr. Heston. <laughs> Wait, is his name Charlton? Charlton Heston, right? Yeah. Like, instead of Charles, yeah, okay. drop the S, add, add a ton. <laughs> add a ton. I think that, unless it's Charleston. I don't think it's Charleston. Charleston Heston? Charlton Heston. Charleston Heston. Charlton Heston. I'm checking. But yeah. um, Yeah. It's Oh, there's no E. So it's Charlton. Charlton. C-H-A-R-L-T-O-N. Okay. But he was born John Charles Carter. So, so he, he just changed, changed it because he name. was like, I want that symmetry. Charlton Heston. Yeah. Oh, his birthday is only two days before mine. Did you know that I was 85 years old? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, oh, he was married to one woman for like 60 years. Oh. Well, God bless her, I guess. He was a Democrat who became a Republican. He was really into the NRA. Okay, I'm done looking at his Wikipedia. Um, did you notice, okay, the address of the uh, hotel? No, tell me. So on the business card, it yeah. said 1481 Hyperion. So oh. I looked that up. It's a real address. Uh-huh, what's there? A house. <laughs> Is it cute? It's like a little, um, one of the like, Spanish-style bungalows. Oh, that's nice. It's like Adobe. Okay. Um, it's like at the corner of Hyperion and um, Fountain. Are we supposed to call it Hyperion? Is it Hyperion? I thought it was Hyperion. Hyper- you know what? I think it's Hyperion. I pronounce uh, street names in strange ways sometimes. Not on purpose. Um, what do you call the one that like is parallel to Hyperion? That's like another big street. Like Skylight Books is on it. Vermont? Oh, okay. It's hmm. not parallel. It's, it's perpendicular. I just wanted to see if you would say it silly because we're on a podcast. Oh. We try to be funny. Sorry. <laughs> but I gave you the wrong directions. So it was my fault. <laughs> no. Wait, Skylight Books is on it's on Vermont. Yeah. I just thought you would say it silly. Mm, sorry. <laughs> but you said it straight. Um, no, playing with expectations. That's the name <laughs> of the game. <laughs> um, so, there. first of all, that threesome scene was disgusting. It was only made better when we found out they were prostitutes. To me. Yeah. When I thought they were supposed to be real women, I was like, what does this show think women are? That like, they're just like women that like fell for they're like fembots, and then I was like, oh no, they're women paid to act. They're just like paid fembots. to act yeah. like they like him. What are these? Like, can we slow down, a, baby. Can I take? Can we take a breather, stud? I'm like, he must have been doing something gross to you. Yeah, yeah. He must have can been like Im- hurting you. Can you they're- imagine? <laughs> he was like causing chafing. Yeah, like it was bad. 
Yeah. No, yeah. That the fact that they were like, can, can we take a breather stud? That totally is so condescending. Yeah. Like and, I like that they said that now. <laughs> and then the other one is like, just a second, tiger. And it's like, oh no, you're a monster. Yeah. You're a sex monster. I so here's my question. Uh-huh. Cause he so Maybe they answered this in the episode, but how does he get those guys to come up to his place? Because he just watches them. Is it not that he like, do you, because he doesn't have to be touching them. He's just making eye contact with them, right? So do you think he like meets them in the, on the street? Yeah. He must sneak out somehow. So basically there's this old man across the street (laughs) from this like Pilates studio. Which that's also funny because like, and maybe in the early aughts, there were more co-ed Pilates studios. Mm. But every Pilates class I've ever taken is mostly women mm-hmm. by a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I it, mean, men can take Pilates. It's great for your body. It's like, I recommend it to all people. But mm-hmm. it was just, I was surprised that they chose a Pilates class of how he's getting his bodies. I think it was, I think Pilates was this huge new craze. Oh, so they just wanted to name check it? Yeah. They were like, oh, well, we need to be current. Because remember when he was like, Pilates, is that like Tybo? And he's like, yeah, that's if you're 1992. He said 99. Oh, he did? Yeah. 99. Which was even like more like, oh, brother. What a douche. <laughs> you're dating yourself. Um, <laughs> I thought it was pilots for like a long time. Oh, I could see that. Um, I had only ever heard it before I saw it. Oh, yeah. I had only re- read it in like whatever <laughs> magazine. Yeah. And like, I think I had even like, I guess I probably hadn't done a video, but like I n- knew what it was. Yeah. And then. And it was invented by a man. So maybe yeah. men used to do it more. Yeah. I just feel like it's a... It, versus like yoga, where it's like, I feel like you can go to a yoga class and have 50-50. Or, mm-hmm. But like, I've never been to a Pilates class that was as many men as women. Yeah. I've never been to a Pilates class ever. Oh, I would have thought that you would like Pilates. I probably would. I'm afraid of those machines. I don't know how to use them. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking more like Matt or like... Mm. Um, But I mean, you know what happens in class though? Mm. They like teach you how to use them. Yeah, that's true. They don't just go. I think my fears can be as They don't point at this machine and go, uh, Kelly, uh, as you imagine. Yeah. Uh, why don't you lead the class? <laughs> it's a nightmare. Um, I think, yeah. So he he's in this like old folks home across the street from this Pilates studio yes. or a workout studio that has yes. a Pilates class. Yes. And he checks out the bods. He's so like the, looking at them through these shiny, shiny binoculars. Because he's an old man who's who's close to death. He's had a bunch of heart attacks. His life is over. Mm-hmm. All ex- all intents and purposes, or at least the way he's living it, his life is over. Yeah, he has no family, no friends. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, he has no family, so he body swaps with these people, and then uses up their bodies till their bodies disintegrate, mm-hmm. and then magically his soul goes back to his body. Yeah, like that body dies, so then his soul goes back to his body. I guess their soul goes back to the body for a second and then dies. Yeah, it was not clear yeah. the time we saw that happen. But the whole point is this is all preamble so that we can have a body swap episode. Yeah. I love body I swaps. I love body swaps. <laughs> it's just fun. It's, it's fun. just fun. So we get to see swaps. Angel be a gross guy. Yes. And we barely get to see the other guy be Angel just because it's not very interesting. It's not very interesting. Um, Though in the few scenes that we have, so we have Ryan the orderly who mm-hmm. is like trying to give him tips so that he doesn't have to go into ISO. I know. And I'm like, no, bro. If he needs to be an ISO, he should be an yeah, ISO. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> He's like, lie to me if you have to. It's like, yeah. no. <laughs> um, and then we also have 
they keep saying Marcus has no friends, but he has a very good friend who introduces him to the granddaughter. Yeah, no, that guy loves him. <laughs> that guy is like so thirsty. He's like, we are best friends, yeah. Marcus. He's like, best friend, where are you going? <laughs> best friend, don't leave me. I need you to meet my granddaughter. <laughs> best friend, let's play checkers later. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, Marcus, you know what? You don't have friends. And I'm like, yeah, he he's does. got one. He's got one friend. Wouldn't it be so funny if it was like Marcus and his old friend or his old friend came to fight too? That would have been so fighting. good. <laughs> and then Marcus like, I've got one. And then the guy comes in. <laughs> this like old dude tries to fight them. So oh. Marcus is in Angel's body. Yes. And he doesn't really realize that Angel's a vampire until later. Yeah, it takes a while. It takes <laughs> so <laughs> take, take some eyebrow wiggling. So I guess he has only yeah, right, because it's at night. Yeah. So he the whole night he's having a blast. Yes. He goes he First is, like, gross to Cordelia, but not physically gross. Yeah, I mean, he's not... He doesn't he does do any, sit next to her in a car in the way that Angel would never sit next to her in a car. Yeah. And he, like, also, like, leers at her and says, like, have I ever told you how be- you're a beautiful yeah, like, kind of think woman? Of, think of your pl- fully platonic friends. Mm-hmm. If one of them hopped into your car while you were driving, put one arm behind your back and, like, angled their body at you... Well, I would be like, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, do you need to vomit? Yeah, I'd just be like, what's, Are go- you sick? what's going on here? <laughs> what? <laughs> or I'd like maybe do like a, like, what are you doing? But like pushing their chest kind of away. Being like, what are you, how is I this? I would do the like, what if I totally ignore you? Get Let you get embarrassed. <laughs> then you can figure it out. <laughs> what if I act like none of this is happening? <laughs> um, But yeah, so he is, and he calls her doll and stuff. Yeah, but he's not being he's yeah, he's not being that lascivious. Here's the thing. He he does order prostitutes and all that stuff. He's not trying. He wants enthusiastic consent. Yeah, he's not looking for he's not trying to make anyone want to hook up with him. No, he just wants to have a good time. Right. But doing that through subterfusion lies. Well, because it's not his body. I guess. I don't think he's, he's stealing. I don't think he's body. trying that hard with Cordy. I guess that's how I feel. No, he's not trying. He's that not hard. trying. So like he tries with the girl in the club. And he tries with Lila, Lila which I guess he's Fred. using Angel. He's definitely using Angel's body. Yeah. But, like, what what is he supposed to do? He's not getting those things at Mar- as Marcus. Ew, no. Ew. Ew. <laughs> You're the problem. I'm the problem. <laughs> why Marcus can't get laid. Um, um, but he... You're right. It's it's not right. But I do feel... I guess I... He could be grosser is what I'm saying. He could definitely be grosser. Um, I mean, he's just skeezy. Oh, he's he's a skeezy old man, but given the body of Angel, so now he can do things. Yeah, he can he like act out on his like gross yeah. desires. Because he probably would be saying the exact same things to Cordelia mm-hmm. if she was like hanging out. Yeah. So <laughs> so first he's like just trying to get his bearings on the mm-hmm. on the place and is like digging around in um because he's trying to destroy the case file about right. him, basically. So he's like He's shredding it. Yeah, he's like shredding documents. He's in his office and then he falls asleep, right? Or is that before? But anyway, there's like no, a weird like gay a- panic moment, which I could have done without. Yes. I mean, we show that he's gross. Okay, yeah, because Cordelia lectures him, lectures Marcus Angel about letting Fred down easy. Yeah. And Angel's like, yeah, no, I'll do it. Yeah. Fine. I'll tell Fred it's not. And he's happy. like Fred. He's like, so Fred, I guess I'm, I'm that kind of guy. And like right. looks down at himself and is like, oh, it makes sense. What do you think about that joke? I don't really like it. 
Because, okay, the main butt of the joke is Angel. Right. It's saying Angel dresses like a gay guy. <laughs> but that's the problem. Yeah. That the, the butt B of the, person yeah. is like gay culture and gay people. Yeah. Versus it's not, the joke isn't that Marcus is such an idiot that he thinks anybody in a, in a nice slacks. What is he wearing? No, he's, what is he even wearing in that scene? Uh, he's just wearing like a, a black be- jacket. It's and- before the leather pants. This, this is not a leather pant itch yeah, situation. Yeah, so he looks down, he doesn't see leather pants, and so he assumes the person is gay. Yeah. Is what we get from Marcus. So if that was the joke, maybe we'd be more down. Yeah, the fact that he's kind of straight manning this is mm-hmm. uh, is annoying. Like, I, I was just like, I don't... I, I, a, I hate gay panic jokes, mm-hmm. just because I think they're mean, stupid, and easy. And, yeah. like... Kind of pretty bigoted so i'm like i'm not really interested yeah so but i mean again like this was that time where it was like that like that like friends like those yeah. kinds of I mean, shows were yeah. always doing that i feel like that joke i i feel like it's less problematic than the other one than the other than that scene with wesley yeah no because that's leading up to that which um, is i just stuck my tongue out you did you're gross <laughs> yeah um but anyways also it's playing She's named Fred. It happens. Yeah. Okay, fine. To, they're trying to play around. As a Ryan, you you I get understand. It. I understand what this is saying. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so Angel lets Wesley down pretty easily. Pretty tries to let Wesley down easy, mm-hmm. letting Wesley know that they can never be more than friends. Yeah, and Wesley's just kind of confused and is like, okay, yeah, and then like hugs cool. him. <laughs> All right, and then they say, Wesley, breakfast is here, and then he's like, oh, Wesley. Oh, then who's Fred? And then he's like, well, where's Fred? And he's like, she's up in her room. And he's like, that's more like it. <laughs> okay, he is gross. I don't know. I think because he's like like a little old man. Yeah. I think I'm cutting him a lot of slack. I think I'm less grossed out by him than I would if he were like, and it just, because I think we desexualize old people. Yeah. So I do kind of cut him slack because like he still, he still wants to kick it. Yeah. But I mean, he can kick it with like, like, people that are in i mean like like ladies in the in the home we've seen no ladies in that home i know is it a, is it a man <laughs> only home it may be a man home and uh, he's got one friend and it's that guy and he doesn't want to kick it with that guy no, he doesn't want to kick it with him um no it's not cool to use other people's bodies to that's the people. problem <sighs> it's a lie you don't like lies i don't like I'm surprised lies. you're coming so soft on this <sighs> yeah i think it's again like i said the fact that he hires prostitutes i mean okay under all of, also usually He's murdering all these people. Yeah, that's he's a big murdering problem. these men. That's even worse. He uses their body body and then disposes of it by murdering him. That is bad. Yeah, I think the fact that he hires prostitutes makes me feel better about it. Me too. Because I'm like, okay, you're you he's, just want people to be nice to you. Yeah, and, and if you, you want to pay pro- for it, that's yeah. fine. And you can't get prostitutes. Maybe he can't get it up. Well, oh, I bet he can't. He Maybe, needs to find some Viagra. But his heart, he can't. Oh, he can't take Viagra. I wish that was in a scene with Ryan. Yeah. I wish Ryan was like, okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Fourth heart attack. Three, first fear from all that Viagra you took. Yeah, I have to take away this Viagra. <laughs> the ladies of the wing will not talk to you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they all said, can we take a breather stud? And yeah. Oh. So gross. So gross. Um, um, but yeah, so Lila, so he falls asleep, finds out he, he keeps finding things out really, yeah, they should have figured it out. Something was weird with Angel so much faster. Yeah, he was acting so weird. And it's such like that, and it's a TV trope of like, someone saying something and be like, uh, uh. 
yeah, that's that's right. Uh, I'm an investigator at this firm. Yeah, we work with Wesley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like oh. I'd be like, uh, and also when you live in a world where the paranormal is always happening, yeah, I'd be like body swap, <laughs> body swap, <laughs> or. Honestly, when they do the switch back and then they don't ask Angel any questions. Yeah. I'm like, you got to have some preloaded questions. Mm -hmm. Like, do you have a question that you would ask me that only I would know? Well, first of all, I would look to see what you're wearing. Good call. Because if you're wearing flip-flops. I'm wearing sandals right now. Are they flip-flops? No. Okay. I know. I'm not body-swapped. Flip-flops and basketball shorts. shorts. (laughs) I'm wearing basketball shorts and flip-flops. You know I've been body-swapped. I'd be like, that's not Ryan. (laughs) Or... (laughs) Um, I think, yeah, I think I would ask you, well, I don't want to tell. Yeah, you can't tell on the thing. On the thing. <laughs> on the thing we're putting on the internet. Yeah. Because probably the person who wants to body swap with me is listening. I would have questions for sure. Yeah, I would have questions too. Yeah. I I would try to play it cool though. I wouldn't be like, Kelly, I don't know if it's you. Yeah, I'd no, be like, I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, what's the deal with blah, blah? Yeah. Or like, what's going on with blah? Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, did that happen? Yeah, or like, hey, remember when blah? Mm-hmm. And then I'd see what you say. But, you know, sometimes I forget stuff. Sometimes you have to remind That's me true. very specifically of yeah. experiences that I'll, we I'll both... tell you exactly where we're standing. <laughs> and then usually I'm like, mm. and then a week later I'm like, yeah, no. That happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I sat on it. I thought about it a while. And I'm like, no, it's true. <laughs> I remembered it in a dream. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So when he's, but it's when he's ripping up the papers that mm-hmm. Lila comes in mm-hmm. to be. Her goal, I guess, is to get to give him a warning about what Gavin's up to. So she's like forging these documents for Angel because Gavin has basically said Angel is non is a non person. Yeah, he doesn't exist in officialdom. Yeah, which sounds like a face fake word. Yeah, but it's real. <laughs> and he's like, "This is how I can take him down." Yeah, and I think she just doesn't want anyone meddling in what she's doing. Right. So she's like, if it takes me, like, having to fuck up what Wolfram and Hart is doing yeah. to make it so that it's just me versus Angel mm-hmm. and our weird thing, yeah, then fine, I'm going to take down Gavin. Okay, how about when she says to her secretary, look up, whatever his name Gra- is. Yeah, the graphic designer. Well, yeah, she's first she says the full name of the person, yeah. like Julian um, Smith. Yeah. Uh, oh, I knew a Julian Smith. Oh. It's <laughs> uh, very weird. Jacqueline Rogers. Okay, great. Uh, look up Jacqueline Rogers, the graphic artist. Mm-hmm. It might be under F for forger. I'm like, okay, I get why you said that because for, for me, us, the audience, yeah. but like, one, if you're looking up a name, just look up, you gave the name. Yeah. It's not like she said, can you get our best graphic artist on the phone? Yeah. And when I say graphic artist, I mean forger. Yeah, and I get why you would also uh, then clarify because you're like, can you get our best graphic artist on the phone? They're not going to know where to look. Yeah, Because yeah, it's yeah. not going to be under G. It's going to be under no. F. Right. But if you're looking for a name, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? It's going to be after the le- first letter of that last mm-hmm. name. That's and how names work. You don't need to say for forger. You can just say no. F. Well, it wouldn't be under F. That's not how you organize. Well, so maybe they have their files in a strange way. Like they have like. Oh, you think it's physical files? Well, because it can't be. Because otherwise they would just type in the name and you could just find it. I don't get why she explains it. I don't either. I'm trying to find reasons why. I know. You're being very, you're being of a good, you're doing, what is, what is, uh, Chris call it? Fan correcting. You're fan correcting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we've got the body swap still happening. Craziness. Oh, poor Fred's heartbroken. I felt so bad for her when he's like, go get some, you know, get dressed in something nice. We're going to go out. And so she gets really excited, goes upstairs, gets her 
best oh. spaghetti strap top. Yeah. She puts on her best dress. Meanwhile, downstairs, Lila comes in. Mm-hmm. Being, I mean, she's a she's a babe. She's a babe. She looks great. <laughs> and really, all Angel has to do is be like, you want it. I know you want it. Come get it. And she's in. No, she's Because she wants to have hate sex with him. She's been chomping at the bit for this. Like, yeah. Well, because first a of all, time. he looks great. He's a babe. Yeah, he's a babe. Um, they have this like weird, like adversarial. Thing. Yes. Though I don't think he ever would have sex with her. He wouldn't. No, she would absolutely. I mean, we've oh, seen. Yeah. She's right been ready. I mean, honestly, she spends her evenings playing computer golf. No, all she thinks about <laughs> is like hate fucking angel. Yeah. So she's ready. She's ready. It takes so little from him for her to be like, yep. Do it. Yep. And they, they knock they, everything they off. Knock everything off Wesley's okay. desk. Another thing that, like, I don't think that happens in real life. I was sweeping all the shit off and maybe it's sex another on personality type thing. I don't think INTJs ever do that. Do you know how much work that is? Yeah. To, you no, because then you have all that shit on the floor, and then yeah, you're like, and you're knocking over things that maybe you're gonna break. Yeah, they'll break. I, I'm trying to think if I would ever do that. I'd, it would be like. Something weird would have yeah. to be going on with me hormonally. For I me was thinking like, about it just now, and it wouldn't. There's no practical purpose, but mm. I would do it to like my coffee table. Like I'll knock magazines off a table. Sure. Oh god. If it's a yeah. table that has like magazines and remotes on it. Sure. Sure. But if it has papers that are ordered in a certain way, well, here's the thing: they aren't his papers, so he does not care. Oh, he doesn't care. But like an ink blotter, a stapler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Is it a swing line? Those are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make a lot of noise like yeah but they both do it like she does yeah, a swipe he does, he a does swipe. one they're swiping together oh she thinks this is gonna be super explosive she, yeah and I guess it kind of is because he bites her neck yeah cause he, and that's so funny when he's like it seemed like the next thing like it, <laughs> it seemed, seemed like, like what the right I, thing to do it was so funny um, um and of course she's like I, and you know that whole drive home she's like yeah. you idiot <laughs> poor Lila oh my god I feel bad for her I, I bet too. she's embarrassed. She's embarrassed. She has no friends. Mm-hmm. She works at a job where they will murder her if she doesn't perform properly. Yeah. Um, and she's not that good at her job. No. And she tries, but she's not like she, everyone else seems to be able to play the long game better than her. Yeah. <sighs> she has bangs. She does. And she has that specific type of bangs, which is like a very curled. She has to work on that every day. Yeah, she gets her little, like, rolly brush and blow dries that little, just that mm-hmm. little part. And then she makes sure to, like, make it real piecey. Yeah. Well, I think she puts hairspray on her hands and, like, rubs them yeah. together. And then, and then just, like, because yeah. she's like, I don't want flyaways. And it's no, like, girl, there's another war to be had <laughs> on that hair. <laughs> um, The other reason that the crew should have known about the body swap is Angel eats a whole meal. Yeah, he eats the tiniest breakfast burrito in the world. It's it was so like small. a bre- it was like a breakfast taquito. I was just gonna say that mm-hmm. it was. It was like a little soft <laughs> breakfast taquito. Like if you, I guess that's just a breakfast taco. It honestly a roll taco. It was, and it was. It looked to be mostly tortilla, which is very upsetting to me. Like it looked like yeah. so much tortilla just folded in on itself. I think that's the age old thing, though, right? Is that if you don't have enough tortilla, you're you're. It's not really a portable hand food. No. And well, okay, here's here's my thing. The tortilla looked um store bought and thick. Yeah. Whereas like if you get the right kind of tortilla, the kind that's mm-hmm. like slightly stretchy. Yeah. And it's like freshly made. Cause mm-hmm. in that, 
you will have enough tortilla because you can kind like almost yeah. stretch it a little bit and it will hold because yes. it's slightly sticky. Right, right, right. Then you're living the dream. Oh, no, that's the best you can get. That's the best. But like, I that think was that a mess. on set at Angel, they had two choices. Well, yeah. Too much filling. Yeah. Or hand David Boreanaz a tortilla with maybe nothing in it. Yeah. And just because they're like, look, we got to we gotta do like 12 of these. Do you think he a bucket? You think he didn't eat it? I mean, that's a lot of tortillas for an actor to eat. Yeah. Maybe he spit it out. I mean, wait, because this was probably like Atkins time. There's Pilates. Oh, my God. (laughs) Maybe they were like those low carb tortillas. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't. They are not. They don't do tortilla work very well. The low carbs. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. It's not good. Um. Yeah, so, but Fred walks in on Lila and Angel, her heart is broken. Yeah, she's so sad. Meanwhile, Angel's more concerned with the fact that he's a vampire. So yeah. <laughs> he, like, touches his face. He's like, that's weird. Let's look in the mirror. Yeah, uh-oh. Oh. Can't see himself. But accidentally bites his thumb. Drinks the he's blood. Like, he's like, yum, yum. That tastes pretty good. I'm going to uh, go get some more. Yeah, let's go to the club. Goes so to the club. Meets a girl. She's in like, a maroon silk top. Yes, and that girl, I guess she, was she setting him up? I have no fucking idea what's going on. She with her. really would. She would seem to be into it. Yeah, but she's also like my boyfriend's inside. I think she, I think she's a quote bad girl, mm-hmm. and I think she really did like the thrill of like, ooh, he could see us. I think it's just so choreographed the way his her boyfriend and all of his friends and come they like out. fan out. Yeah, the way they come out is like, was this the plan? Yeah, were you gonna steal his wallet? That was um, weird. Uh, because again, he bites. He bites. It is interesting, and I guess Marcus. I may have to go back on Marcus. He may just be pure evil because he is so quick to be like, "Yeah, I'll suck some humans." And when he's like, "This is what vampires don't save people; they kill them." That's what you're supposed to do. Like I was like, "What?" <laughs> also, the guy that <laughs> the guy that like one of his friends like just jumps into like a karate move and like does yeah. like a spinning kick. <laughs> so funny i was like what who are these people so i'm telling you it was a setup mm-hmm. it was a sting operation um and then fred just hangs out in the elevator to cry yeah so does she want to be found she That's, wants to be found yeah there's you've got to be because just go to your room yeah i mean she might be so like cuckoo that she wouldn't know where to go but i think she wanted someone to talk to like preferably cordelia yeah i think she got what she wanted I mean, yeah. she didn't get what she wanted because she was horribly upset because what she wanted was Angel to love mm-hmm. her. But in lieu of Angel's love, yeah, she got what like yeah she was she, looking for. She got Cordelia to be there because I think she really wants to be friends with Cordelia. I think she does for sure, but just doesn't know how. Yeah, she's figuring it out. Yeah, um, she is. So it's so interesting how like alternately squirrely and like looking for protection she is with Wesley in these episodes. Hmm. Because, like, when the when the shooting happened, she was very quick to, like, have him be her protector. Mm-hmm. But it, otherwise, it doesn't seem like she talks to him. No. <laughs> Their only interactions seem to be when some danger is happening and he'll go to try and protect her. Yes. And I think he's doing, I mean, he's doing that maybe because he's interested in her. But also, like, he likes to be a saver. Yes. Savior. And well, if maybe he, he also coupon clips. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a saver. And he, I think if he were to try that with Cordelia, she'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I also think he feels responsible for the whole crew. And I wasn't necessarily saying anything romantic. It's just interesting the dynamics. Because 
other than, I don't know, once, two episodes ago, we really haven't seen Gunn and Fred interact at all. No. And then, yeah, the Wesley kind of thing at the Caritas. And then with Cordelia, there's, like, been actual interaction. Mm-hmm. Some of it ordered by Angel. Yep. <laughs> He's like, you will go talk to her. <laughs> I don't care what you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Marcus tries to get out, Angel Marcus, Mar- whatever, mm-hmm. the body of Marcus tries to escape, mm-hmm. has a fourth heart attack, number four. I know. And it's clear, mm-mm, he is not getting out again. Mm-mm. So then he doesn't give up, but he kind of just hangs out. Yeah. He just like he starts- kind of chills and he's like waiting for them to figure it out, right? That's kind of what I thought. And then so when Marcus in Angel's body realizes, yes. all right, I could live in this body forever because it is like a demon body, which basically. is pretty cool. He's like, all I have to do is kill the other body, yeah, and I'll be able to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't make any sense based no. on what we've seen because before, when the other body died, mm-hmm. the souls were restored. Mm-hmm. Or the spirits or whatever. Yeah. So that... Unclear. It does not make any sense. No. I mean, here's the thing. He's the one who found the urn, who knows the incantation. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person who initiates... Maybe the person who says the words mm-hmm. gets to keep whatever body's left. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But, like, yeah, it isn't... doesn't seem to follow. No. So he goes to the old folks' home uh-huh. and says, I'm his son. Meanwhile, the crew at... Angel Investigations had, they think, figured out that Angel is Angelus? Or they think that for a second? For a second they think that, but then they don't. Then they don't. Because because Wesley's like, uh, every single one of these people engaged in erratic behavior. Yeah. And, like, does his research, and it's like, it's this curse. Right, right, he figures out the curse. So he's like, we better get to the old folks' home. Yeah. Or, like, follow him or tail him or something. Yeah. Right? Because they are not sure exactly that it's that specific old man. Yeah. But but Angel makes uh Angel's body makes it really easy because he goes right there goes right there so they just follow him <laughs> yeah and he's like hey that's my dad which that's also that makes me nervous about old folks homes that you can just walk in yeah and be like that's my dad and then they'll just be like okay cool hang out with him alone you don't have in to a room sign up you don't have to sign in you don't have to show ID you don't have to do no. anything you know what to be fair when I went to go visit my grandma in the old folks home uh-huh. you can just walk right in and you're supposed to sign in but yeah it's like. And honestly, when I've been to nursing homes, it's the same thing. Yeah. You do. I've had to sign in, but you just write like. You write who you're seeing. Yeah. That's it. You write your name. Yeah. And you write who you're seeing. And like the time you came. And the time you came. But like, they don't check ID. No. So you just write Sometimes a name. Sometimes no one's there. Yeah. So you write a name. Then mm-hmm. you write a person you're seeing. And you could also be like, where is this person? And they will say that room. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm here to see so-and-so. Where are they? And they'll be like, oh, 212. Yeah. And then you just go to 212. That's it. They're not safe. It's fine. All right. <laughs> If you're a baddie and you're listening to this, don't be bad. Don't be bad. <laughs> but we know only goodies listen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where we have the confrontation where uh, Angel says, you have no friends, Marcus. Mm-hmm. No, not in those words. He says, I got something you, you don't, don't have. Friends. And I was like, oh, Marcus has a friend. Yeah, Everybody knows this. His grandchild's here. And honestly, Ryan is kind of his friend. Yeah. I mean, he's got two, he's got one and a half friends. He's got one and a half friends. So, like, yeah. His issue is more that he's like afraid of his own mortality. Yeah. And doesn't really care about murdering people. That's what. But that was like too long and they had to cut it for time. (laughs) So they just said friends. All right, friends. The friends walked in. 
<laughs> friends walk in. Yay. They tie uh, Angel's body up. Yeah. After Cordy tases him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're not going to fight Angel. Because they That'd can't be fight him. No, he's a big, Even strong vampire. I did love that Fred was, like, so mad at Angel. <laughs> that she still bonks him on the head after he's out. That was cute. And it was really cute how, like, Marcus, Angel, Angel in Marcus's body was like, he's out. He's out. Yeah, that was cute. Um, And they find the orb, get them lined up to face yep. each other. Do a little incantation. And then switcheroo. Switcheroo. And then all Angel has to do is go, it's me, guys. Yeah, he's like, it's me, it's me. And they're like, like, great. I was thinking it would be so funny if, because all you have to do is say that incantation three times, right? Right. If they just kept saying it, like back and forth. And they're like, wait, wait, ah, when do we destroy the orb? Ah, wait. Because it seems pretty fast. You could just say yeah. it really fast. Like Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice. Appeared, left. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> um. Yeah, but by the way, never trust a post-body swap of a person saying, it's me, it's me. Yeah, don't that's, do that. No, that's not what you do in a body swap. You know what? There should be like a um, like a safe word, but not a safe word. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like so a code. So like you, when you both know you're in your right bodies, you can tell a person, okay, this is the word I'm going to say if it's really me in my body. I'll yeah. just have to say that one word and it could be something weird. I think that's good if it's a person you don't know. But I think you should dig deep in – if you do know the person, you should dig deep into a shared mm. – because you will also, like, trigger their nice feelings towards you. True. Because probably they're mad at you. Oh, yeah. Something horrible. <laughs> You've done horrible things to them in and the past they, week. They're so. having trouble compartmentalizing. We exactly. So, like, you got to go back. Go back to a real memory that's going to – they have affection for. Oh, summertime. Remember. <laughs> oh, remember that when we were on the porch? Oh. So good. The, the lemonade. Fire, the fireflies were just flying. <laughs> Like, uh, I think that's a Coke commercial. <laughs> um, but yeah, but also a code word is a good idea. Mm-hmm. 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 Have you ever seen Prelude to a Kiss? No. It's a one. It's one. It's a movie mm. with Meg Ryan and Alec Baldwin. Mm. And it's like the night before their wedding. Mm-hmm. And this old man sees them and is like, uh, can I kiss the bride? And and Alec Baldwin. And they're like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Because they're so in love and happy. Mm-hmm. And so the old man kisses Meg Ryan, and then they swap bodies. Yep. So Meg o- Ryan and the old man. Uh-huh. So then Meg Ryan is in this old man's body. And is this a comedy? Um, it's very comedy drama because okay. it's also really sad. Because then Meg Ryan, I think she cancels the wedding because she's like, oh, sorry, Meg Ryan's body with mm-hmm. the old man inside cancels the wedding because she's not in love with Alec Baldwin no. anymore. So like, poor Alec Baldwin is heartbroken. Yeah, and poor Meg Ryan is stuck in this old man body, and she yeah. tries to talk to Alec Baldwin, and he's like. What? Get away from me. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? I think it ends happily. But it really upset me as a kid. I need to watch this movie. This sounds crazy. Yeah. I love body swaps, though. Love body swaps. Uh, But this, that one is, that's just another old man body swap. And I like a cross-gender body swap, especially if it's not, like, a weird, they don't try to play, like, weird sexiness into it. Yeah. Like, I hate when it's a cross-body swap and then someone, like, looks Looks at their boobs. I'm like, get over it. And then they're like, whoa, I got bazingas. (laughs) Um, uh, did you ever see that one with Rob Schneider? Hot chick? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw part of it. I don't think I saw the whole thing. Is it a swap or is it just a... A hot chick gets into his body. So, it's so it is a people, swap. I think it is a swap. And so he becomes the, in the body of the hot chick? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Because there's also the one that's like a boy-girl thing where a boy and a girl switch, which I think I saw like many years ago, but I can't remember anything about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Matthew Lawrence is in it? No, Matthew... Wait. No, I was thinking Matthew Perry, where he swaps body with his kid. Remember that? 
okay, I'll give you five minutes to like think about what you just said and fix it because that's not what happens in that movie. Wait, who does he swap with? His younger self. And it's not a swap. It's called 17 again. And he becomes Zac Efron, who is him when he was a kid. Okay, oops. No, I'm just fucking with you. Um, But yeah, I do know that movie. Uh, I own that movie because <laughs> I think it's charming. And like Leslie Mann is the wife. Mm. And like he's she's having a tough time with her husband and then the younger version of her husband. But she doesn't know that. Whatever. Shows up. Oh, also Michelle Trachtenberg is in it. Really? She plays Matthew Perry's daughter, who then falls, starts to have a crush on oh, and tries to seduce Zac Efron. This is uh, Back to the Future. Yes. It's more Back to the... It's, it's somewhere between Back to the Future and Body Swap. Um, okay, so I'm wrong. Matthew Lawrence is not in it. It's a guy named Kevin Zeggers, who was also in that Mandy Moore movie, and Samir Armstrong. What Mandy Moore movie? Unless he isn't that guy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, the one where she's, like, trying to figure out her life. Oh. Hey, guess what? That's not him. <laughs> Who's in it? <laughs> um, okay. So the guy that I'm talking about, the one from a boy, It's a Boy Thing, was in Transamerica with Felicity okay. Hussman. Okay. Let's move on to the Mandy Moore movie that I can't remember. <laughs> Six Degrees of Ryan's Losing Your Mind. Um, she's, like, a tween. She's, like, a teenager, and she cuts off all her hair, and her... Dad is Peter Gallagher. You know. I don't know. How to deal. Okay. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that guy is not the guy. No. His name is, I don't know if he was ever in another movie, but he's definitely one of those like, bad boy, maybe he's going to be good, but then he's totally not good. And then you're like, well, well, <laughs> I think that's how she plays it too. She's like, yeah, you weren't there when I needed you. So yeah. Good for you, bro. Good. Good work. Live your life. God bless. God bless. Um. Okay, so we talked about how Marcus has some friends. Oh, so Angel leaves Marcus to die, yes? Yeah, he's just dying. He's he has like a, heart having attack, a heart attack, which and is then, his fifth one. I and Angel think... doesn't even tell anyone, right? No, he says, uh, da- uh, oh, yeah, like, you, Dad's having a tough night. You but, should check on him or something like that. Or, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he says you should check so on him. He's, like, marching out, and he's, like, and the nurse guy is, like, are you leaving so soon? He's, like, Dad's having a tough night. Because he said night. he was going to take Dad. And he's, like, he just says Dad's having a tough night. Yeah. And he's like, get away because we're trying to do our thing for the yeah, opening credits. We do this credits. walk thing where like we all walk in a row. Because Fred needs to be in it. So Yeah, Fred hasn't been around last so season. So can you just excuse yourself while we do our thing? Oh my God, what if Ryan was in the opening credits? Amazing. <laughs> where he's just like, huh? <laughs> it's me. It's me, Ryan. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, so he basically leaves him to die. Okay. Which I think he thinks is fine. Because like. Because he's a murderer. Yeah. And he's like, well, it was going to happen someday. I think it's pretty stone cold. I think it is, but he is very evil. He's murdered a lot of people. I guess I'm just not an eye for an eye person because uh, I read this thing that Gandhi said. He said, like, if everyone did eye for eye, we'd all be no eyes. Yeah, we'd all be Mr. No Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and that wouldn't be, like, cool because, like, if you don't have eyes, then you have nothing to put your contacts in. Mm, that's true. True. Well, I guess maybe I'd save him. Good for you, Kyle. Thanks. All right. Um, should we talk about the future? Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do in the future? So next week, we're going to do a couple episodes from the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, episodes three and four of the sixth season. Afterlife and Flooded. And then the following week, we'll go back to Tall, Dark, and Broody and do episodes five and six of the third season. Fredless and Billy. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. Uh, you can follow... 
uh, us on Twitter and Instagram at Hellmouthy. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly Nuji. You can follow Ryan on Twitter and Instagram at Armogi. And uh, oh, we don't do buy on this one. What do we do on this one? I think we like let what happens happen. I think we like just lean into it. 